Let me tell you about something that uh, uh, Jason Whitlock is doing. He is uh, organizing what he calls the Fearless Army Roll Call. It will be an all-day event to encourage men to put on the full armor of God and take a stand against the evil forces destroying American culture. At the conference, you're going to hear speeches from Jason and several other special guests. They will inspire you to be a better husband, a better father, and a witness of Christ. Roll Call will inspire, uplift, and even entertain. Join hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of like-minded men in Nashville on April 15th for this important conference. Tickets will likely sell out, so secure yours today by going to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Reserve your spot today and be part of the men that stand for Christ and stand for sanity fearlessarmyrollcall.com America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so very glad that you uh, you are showing up today. Thank you for that. We have a huge show. Stu is back from the just tragic, tragic Eagles loss. <laughs> it, we were it was tragic. I was so upset it's about the it. worst thing that ever we happened to me in my just, entire life. I know it's horrible, and your son had to witness all of those tears. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, so Stu is back, but also <laughs> um, we are gonna. We're going to give you the inflation numbers. They are up uh, 6.4%, uh, up from a year ago, but they're up 0.5% just month to month. But that's the Inflation Reduction Act, which, oh, by the way, can we play this real quick? Here's the Inflation Reduction Act, what it really is. Uh, here we have John Podesta, senior advisor to the president. The IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, is the largest and most significant piece of clean energy legislation, oh. most significant climate legislation that's oh. ever passed uh, in U.S. history. Oh. It's uh, transformative uh, and attacking all the sectors of the economy that are involved in, in, uh, in oh. emissions okay. uh, causing climate change. All right. Well, that's great. Good. It's attacking the economy and it seems to be working out exactly as as planned and finally balloon talk we go there in 60 seconds janet writes in about her dog's experience with rough greens she said our little rescue girl loves rough greens i fill her kibble bowl and if there's no rough greens in it she sniffs and then walks to the cupboard where it's kept and just waits until i add it then and only then she eats smart girl uh, she's a lot more energetic and curious now than she was before. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. 
Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement you sprinkle on your dog's kibble food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, everything your dog needs for a healthy and happy life. The folks at Rough Greens are confident your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal. Just go to roughgreens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. They'll give you a first trial bag just to make sure your dog likes it. First bag is free. Just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Okay, so we've got some very exciting news for you. The defense secretary and the White House had to address something uh, that I think is very, very important. We lead with, let's go to cut eight. This is John Kirby um, at the Pentagon. Uh, The top officials at the Pentagon, when asked explicitly if uh, they were ruling out any kind of extraterrestrial presence, said they weren't ruling anything out. And yet at the beginning of today's briefing, albeit with her usual winning smile, uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre seemed to rule out any extraterrestrial activity. I don't think the American people need to worry about aliens with respect to these craft, period. I don't think there's any more that needs to be said there. Okay. All right. Um, I just want to say, do you recognize your country today? A spokesperson from the Pentagon, without any laughter from the press corps, said, quote, I don't think the American people need to worry about extraterrestrials uh, today. Oh, okay. Well, that's normal. All right. I got it. I got it. Um, now, um, we've heard from Austin, they are not a threat. And then we've heard they are a threat. And then we've heard they're not a threat. And then we see that they use Sidewinder missiles to take them down. Why would you do that? If it's not a threat, by the way, just so you know, in the balloon fight, we had to use two sidewinders. The first one missed it. Uh, that's uh, just a half a million dollar missile, but uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah, half a million dollar missile. It missed it. I My favorite part of the story is and the Pentagon didn't track where that missile landed, but they're pretty sure that no harm was done. Pretty sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. We don't, want, we don't want to shoot the balloon down in the first place because of the shrapnel that might hit the ground, but we'll just right. let missiles fly yes. randomly into yes. societies. And they're trying to get a better sense of what these things are uh, by going and looking uh, at them, but they, it proves to be very difficult because um, it is uh, the debris is landing in the sea or in the water. Well, here's an idea. Don't shoot it down over the water. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't shoot it down over the water. I know it's very, very, very complex. Now, Biden has ordered the creation. Listen to this. He's ordered the creation of interagency team to investigate unidentified aerial phenomena. UAP. Okay, that's what they now call UFOs. Okay. Does anybody want to step in and tell me what's wrong with this story? The president, through his national security advisor, today has directed an interagency team to study the broader policy implications for detection, analysis, and disposition of unidentified aerial objects that pose either safety or security risks. 
Nobody. We already did this in Congress two years ago. We have one. Marco Rubio set it up. It's why we've found out about possible alien life in the first place. You already have a commission, an interagency commission that is studying this. They've produced a report. And yet yesterday, he announces we're going to do another one. We need a committee to study that committee. Well, we need a we need we need a committee of doctors <laughs> to study the brain. Um, all right. So now the U.S. military first shot at an unknown octagonal octagon. Say it. I'm not even octagonal, sure. Octagonal oct. An octagon. Okay. An object that was an octagon uh, over Lake Huron. Okay. Yesterday, they said, we don't think it was a balloon. We don't think it was a balloon. Was it a kite? No, we just don't think it was a balloon because okay. it, was, it, was it was an octagon, and you don't have balloons that are octagon. Well, Scott Adams uh, just searched Google for five minutes, and he found uh, an octagonal uh, weather balloon for sale on Google. So apparently they do make them, uh, but maybe the Pentagon doesn't have Google. Well, uh, not sure. Hmm? Maybe you covered this uh, while I was gone, but do you have a, what's your, what's your cohesive theory that explains this? Is it just that we've always had lots of balloons going over our heads and didn't know it? I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a minute. Hmm. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, because uh, yesterday I, I spent a lot of time just explaining. I don't think the extraterrestrial life has come from Alpha Centauri. Uh, and then invading us with weather balloons. I just don't think that so, they were like that. Would be a weird approach. Yeah, but let's, again, you know what? It would throw us off the track. The, let's get work. into the hot air balloon and go down and visit them. I just didn't think that that would be the mode of of invasion. Feels low probability to me. It it yeah. does. Okay. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. So um, what is happening? Well, did you know? That on January 28th, the U.S. Air Force spotted the spy balloon, right? Coming in from Alaska. And it went over the Aleutian Islands. It was in Canadian airspace. And then by the 31st, somebody was looking up and they're like, hey, that looks like a balloon. What is it? And the government had known about it the whole time, but decided to just be quiet. Like, we're not going to see this balloon up in the sky. Okay. Did you know that just a few days prior to this, the Coast Guard caught a Russian spy ship gathering intelligence near Hawaii? Now, the media was focused on one spy ship. The Coast Guard released photos of several. Now, these are not ghost balloons. These are ships that just kind of like materialized. Nobody had seen them. They had been they had been uh, going back and forth, changing directions, avoiding all of our ability to track these ships. And then they just kind of like came out. That's great. That's wonderful. So we have that. Now, I don't know if anybody has checked this. But it's almost like Russia and China are now in bed together. And maybe 
we're in a proxy war with not only Russia, but also China. They're checking our defenses. They are seeing, are we spotting them? Can they get past us? And they're just, they are just testing, I think, our president on the balloons. So they're playing chicken with us. Okay. They're not losing. They're not winning, but they're not losing. Okay. So why is this happening? Well, has anybody noticed the volume of trade between Russia and China? It's gone through the roof. So Beijing is now in the role where they are pretty much funding Russia's war in Ukraine. You know, kind of like us funding Ukrainian side of the war. So, wow, it sounds like we're on a losing team. Uh, Looks like we've got Russia and China now as the Axis power and us and Ukraine. Yay. Theoretically, Europe, right? Yeah, theoretically, Europe. So this is what I think is truly happening. Now, in about 10 minutes in Washington, D.C., they're getting a confidential briefing uh, about the spy balloons. So we should have some idea. China just came out yesterday and said, yeah, well, you know, there's been 10 balloons in our airspace since 2022. Washington, D.C. sends the balloons over to our place all the time. OK, don't know if that's true. But can we maybe we should, you know, maybe we should just kind of back down a little bit, seeing that we are now facing China and Russia. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to war with China and Russia. I don't want to go to war with China and, you know, Ethel, who lives down at the end of my street. I, you know, let's not go to war. What do you what do you say? Ethel's pretty spicy. I mean, she she brings it. Yeah. So you don't want to get her involved in this. Correct. Right. Right. You know, Ethel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody. Least, yeah. Everybody. Does. Everybody. Knows everybody Ethel. does. <laughs> All right. So we have that going for us. Now we find out that uh, Russia may have lost an entire elite brigade uh, near a Donetsk uh, coal mining town. So it's not going well for them. However, yesterday, the State Department said, hey, uh, you know, if you're an American citizen, okay, uh, you should not travel to Russia. Duh, you think so? But if you're there, you need to depart immediately. Now, part of this is because what's left are dual citizens, okay? And... Uh, what we're saying is, um, quote, due to the unpredictable consequences of the unprovoked full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russian military forces, Americans in Russia face harassment, unlawful detention, and the possibility of terrorism. Also, Americans in Russia could be subject to mobilization and conscripted to the Russian military. So they're saying they might just grab people and just say, you, you're in the military. Or they might just send you to a gulag. So that seems like, that seems like, you know, really good news. Now, one last story. This comes from Forbes. Carl Sandburg, he's the guy who wrote the Lincoln 
you know, uh, autobiography or the, uh, the uh, biography. And he said near the end of the civil war, how improbable it was that the nation had turned to a one horse lawyer from a one horse town to save it. The president confided that he too thought it was strange and then observed it was a time when a man with a policy would have been fatal to the country. I've never had policy. I've just tried to do what was best as each day came. Abraham Lincoln. Next, the next paragraph. President Biden's response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine has a similar flavor. <laughs> he had no policy for dealing with such an invasion when he entered office because he wasn't expecting one. But once the invasion became imminent, Biden did everything he could to dissuade President Putin. But the war began, and Biden and his advisors expecting a quick Russian victory. Just tried to do the right thing. This is a, that is a, a magnificent story in so many ways. First of all, I mean, Abraham Lincoln was really smart and said a lot of really good things. Is that that's the one you're pulling out? Yeah. I, hey, I didn't really know anything about this. So I just kind of gave it. I winged it. That, that, that's, yeah. a, that's not a good quote right. from Lincoln. Right. You should have had a policy on right. slavery. <laughs> well, the story goes on and says, maybe we should have a policy yeah. uh, in this one. I'll explain in just a minute. On his deathbed, Oscar Wilde is famous for having say, it's either me or the drapes. One of us has to go. Don't you want a quote like that? I mean, I, I got to think of one and then, you know, then you'll die and you'll be up in heaven. And you're like. I forgot to say that one great quote. Anyway, if you're looking for uh, help in the drapes department, uh, you don't want a company that's going to have to come out two or three times. You want blinds.com. Their design consultants have you covered. Have you covered? Um, they, they do everything online with you. You can FaceTime or Skype with them. And it's really at your time. I mean, last time we did this, we just called. It was a Saturday morning, and we called, and I said, oh, we're going to have to call and get a design consultant. And I thought, okay, well, let's look at the calendar. My wife's calling, and, and they said, oh, you want to do it right now? Uh, yes, please. They really work on your schedule. There's a reason why Blinds.com has 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes very obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home a new year look. Best part, Blinds.com's makes it incredibly affordable at the same time. If you need help measuring or installing, they do that too. Everything is backed by Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shipping's always free. So shop Blinds.com and save up to 45% site-wide. Up to 45% everything off right now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay, so Forbes goes on to say, when Ukraine proved unexpectedly resilient in the face of Moscow's aggression, the administration cautiously began sending military equipment, most defensive items like Stinger and anti-aircraft missiles, blah, blah, blah. Russia's subsequent reverses on the battlefield emboldened the administration to rally allies while gradually increasing the lethality of what America supplied. In April of 22, they decided to send N777 uh, howitzers. In June, uh, the HIMARS rocket launcher. And in December, the Patriot missile system. 
Now it's sending armored vehicles, including the prized Abrams main uh, battle tank, and pressing the Allies to send similar weapons, such as the Leopard from Germany, and there's talk of supplying F-16 fighters. Washington Post story on February 9th to close the targeting of a game-changing HIMARS system depends uh, that it depends on information provided by U.S. intelligence, reporting Ukrainian forces, quoting, almost never launch the advanced weapons without specific coordinates, uh, coordinates provided by U.S. military personnel. The very next day, the Post revealed that the Pentagon was urging Congress to allow U.S. special operators to have hands-on control. Okay, this is okay. All right, okay, let's, uh-huh. So the story goes on to say, uh, when is Russia going to say enough is enough? I think probably this spring. I think maybe that's what's happening with the balloons and China. They are letting us know we are not to be fooled around with. We've had how many power outages and problems? You know, they keep blaming this on the Nazis, all these Nazis that are around. I've never seen a Nazi. I've seen a Klansman before on a street corner. I yelled at him and my wife was like, can you shut up and just keep driving? And uh, but I've never seen a group of Nazis. Well, I have, I guess, on TV, you know, that group of fine people, as the press always likes to say, Trump called them. Yeah. But apparently they're everywhere. Yeah, they're busy. Very yeah, busy. Yeah, they're very busy. Mm-hmm. They're very, very busy. Um, we really need to pay attention um, because one of the things that, according to the Post, is the most damaging, the thing that should worry all of us, is this nonchalant ad- attitude in Congress, in the Senate, and in the administration of. Yeah, we're just sending some stuff over. No big deal. We're not going to get into a war. It, we are, we are marching towards something, and we have got to stop now. And doesn't it seem more likely we'll get pulled into a war when our president apparently has no policy on this issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, just yeah. making it up as he goes along. Yeah, well, at might, some point, yeah. it might feel like the right thing to do yeah. is enter into war. Right, right. Great, perfect. Said Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Look, if you've been putting uh, off doing a cash out refi of your home's mortgage, maybe it's time to change that. Right now, everything costs more. And if you're counting on people like Jerome Powell and the Fed to pull us out, uh, you are definitely betting on the wrong horse. The Fed is trying to stabilize the housing market, which means that home values are going to go down. You have to understand everything the Fed does is to take more money from you or stop you from buying stuff. That, that's, that's the policy to, to help reduce inflation. Uh-huh. If you're a homeowner, time to find the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's in the form of a cash-out refi from American Financing. American Financing. They can save you up to $700 a month. That's the average they're saving people just like you. $700 a month. 
So call American Financing right now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now, AmericanFinancing.net. All the best shows in conservative media, blazetv.com. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Stu and I were just talking about what's going on with this buildup to war. And I, I warn you, I, I am not satisfied on the Nord Stream pipeline thing yet. I, I, I would like... I, I, I would like an investigation on that. And it, it, it won't happen because if we did indeed do it, that's World War III. I mean, if, if Russia did that to us, wouldn't that be something we would declare war on? Now, I have to tell you, uh, for me, it's not fighting a war over. If, if our administration did this, that's impeachable. That is treason. You don't do this. You don't go around Congress and do something like this. And I hope to God we didn't. But, you know, we, we all look at it. Well, Putin's not crazy enough. Were we crazy enough to do what we just did? Because if, if we are crazy enough to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline, that is an act of war. And to do it without anyone even in Congress knowing about it, I, I, got, I got news for you. He's crazy enough to detonate a nuke. Again, you're you're calling for an investigation to find out if this was done by yeah, us yeah, or yeah. who it was done by. Well, name the countries that could do it, Stu. Well, everyone pointed to Russia initially, which never really made sense to doesn't me. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, China could do it, but China, I mean, that doesn't make sense. They'd be on the other side of of uh, of Russia, and they're cozying up to Russia. And, yeah, right. They don't want to do that. No. Uh, you have France. France does not have the spine. And... If their people found out and while they were freezing to death, they were the ones that, I mean, that would just be horrible. Uh, England has the capability, but England has the same story as France, and England's not going to do it. I mean, why would England do no. it? I mean, even if they did do it, it's, it's basically our ally doing it anyway, and they would right. have to ask us. Right. I mean, they probably they don't have to ask us, of course, right. as a sovereign nation. Because I doubt we they, asked any of them. Right. And But they would probably consult with us on something like that. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the only thing that... Uh, if you want to stretch a little bit, the only thing that kind of potentially could make sense from the Russia standpoint is perhaps a faction of the Russian military that believes Putin is too soft. Now, this is this does this faction definitely exists, right? They they're they're saying, wait a minute, the United States is supplying arms to these guys. They are our enemy. We're already at war. Admit it. And they also were the the people who are saying, you know. We are too tied economically to these other countries and we can't do the right thing in Ukraine by going after them because of uh, these pipelines and, and we're worried about Europe and, and how they're going to react because that we have these ties to them for gas and all this. And that was going on before this war. So, I mean, in theory, could a, a, a faction of the military or some part of their military in, intelligence complex think yeah, so then, we need to end this so there's no more ties here and we can fight this like why, you know, we're supposed to? Why wouldn't Maybe? why wouldn't the investigate? I mean, it's it's interesting to me that uh, all the investigators from the West, they've all been like, uh, yeah, uh, but we should just forget about it now. I mean, we've been down there. We looked at it. <laughs> we should just forget about it now. <laughs> no, it, I mean. <laughs> 
If it was a it was a, a Russians and there was any evidence at all, they would have said that. If there's any evidence at all, they wouldn't say it was us. Yeah, they say. I mean, they do seem to point to Russia, but they don't provide any real reason, yeah. and they don't provide that sort of you know because there's not a real reason. Why would Russia want to do that? Like if their if their plan was uh, to just go to war with Europe, right? They would could just go to war with Europe, right? Like the. There's no reason to to break off the no. income in the middle of, of at the worst part of, no. of a financial crisis caused no. by this war. Right? Like the last thing they're going to want to do is cut off their short term access to yeah. to the gas business. Now, I guess this yeah. was the second secondary pipeline. So it was the one that wasn't really operational yet. But yeah. still, why close that door? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's. It's a bizarre it's a bizarre theory. Why would Russia blow up their own access to a bunch of money? I mean, like doesn't I mean, Have we looked at the Rebel Alliance because like you mm. said it wasn't fully operational <laughs> yet. So they, they, they tend to do it right before it comes online. Mm. Um it is Valentine's Day, which I absolutely hate. <laughs> I hate it. I, Why? I, you I have just, to plants tonight? I mean Yes, we do have plans. Nice. But I hate it. So is this going to be the discussion while you're out? Shut up. A little bit of a, hey, not happy I'm here. Not happy to see you. My my wife gave me a card today. It was so sweet. And uh, I get up in the morning and it's sitting by my sink. And hers is not sitting by the sink. It's, uh, I I put it at the store. But anyway. Oh, so I wish you could do something today and go out and get it. Um, well, I'm going to pick it up. Oh, you're going to pick it up. I thought I might pick it up. Oh, you I should give her the up. opportunity. Yeah. To pick it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know? You're right. Good idea. It's a surprise. <laughs> Go in and see which one you think I left there for you. Uh, they'll charge you if you got the wrong one. So mm. anyway, um, uh, just a quick, you know, uh, Valentine's tip here. This comes from a Harvard trained psychologist that works with couples. And they they wanted to show that these are some of the phrases that might show that your marriage or relationship is in trouble. Okay. Mm-hmm. So remember, this is Harvard. Okay. Okay. Well, so, right, so I mean, we're we're looking. I mean, we're going to go deep here. Yeah, I want to. Okay. I want to know what are the. All right. Uh, the first phrase that if you notice any of these phrases coming from you or your partner, your relationship may be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first phrase uh, that apparently you don't want to say is "You don't deserve me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Well, they said Crap. it could uh, could also that was actually written on the Valentine's Day card I got for my wife. Yeah, well, that's weird because the mm-hmm. one I picked out said "You're lucky that I even put up with you," <laughs> which is you know still the same phrase they wanted you to know. If you hear mm-hmm. any of those, you might be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this one uh, number two is. Uh, Stop asking if I'm okay, all right? Everything's fine when it isn't, hmm. when you hear that. Now, now, what would be the issue there? I can't think of anything. Uh, they say that's just passive aggressive, hmm. uh, and uh, then, they, you know, then they don't feel open to, you know, to, to share, oh, okay? And okay. Uh, wow. they can't resolve the conflict. Although, I will tell you, there's a caveat on this. Stop asking if I'm okay, everything is fine. Sometimes guys really just don't know. 
We have no idea if you're fine or not. We just know you've stopped oh. talking to us or you you're just going to give us a cold shoulder or just a look. Sometimes that look means nothing. Sometimes that look means like you've really done something now and I'm so angry. I want you to apologize. And then we're like, I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, hey, sup? And then they give you the look. You're like, okay, all right. So now I know I've done something. Scanning, scanning, scanning. I don't know. I have no idea what it is. Honey, is something wrong? Can I, I mean, did I? No, nothing is wrong. Okay, all right. So I'm not sure if that is necessarily uh, the same. And you said sometimes guys don't know? What was the... Can you explain? Yeah, there's. I should take out the caveat. The sometimes guys don't know. not guys no, just no don't know. No. We have no idea. So if you're if someone's asking, usually that's probably a good sign that they actually care enough to ask. Yeah, they, at least you're over yeah. that hump. Are you okay? Please don't chop our heads off. We have no idea. No, yeah, we're we really have no dumb. idea. Really dumb. Okay, uh, number three is if if you say this to your spouse, your marriage may be in trouble or okay. your relationship. You're pathetic. Okay. Now, this is what from a Harvard name is pathetic? study. Okay. If their name is actually pathetic, then I don't know. To be an I don't know. But they say this is name calling and it simplifies. That's what I'm saying. Name calling. Yeah. Right. right. I'm saying if it's her name. Right. Her name well, is pathetic. God given name. Right. Okay. Um, this one, t- this one, again, it has to come from a PhD. Because you'd never see this one. So far, out. it's pretty advanced uh, analysis. Yeah. Uh, the fourth phrase that you just don't want to say or hear in your relationship is, I hate you. <laughs> Shut up. It's not, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Number four, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, because it, wow, did we pay for the study? We it, had to pay for the study. It overgeneralizes momentary feelings and creates insecurity, even in the good moments, because your partner may think, do they really the love mo- me right now when they said, I hate you last week? The good, what good moments are, are you saying good moments? So you have a bad moment where you say, I hate, I hate you, you. And, and then, then the good there's moments, a good moment. You're right. like, I love you. And you're like, you just said you hated me. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. You're wait a minute. Your breakdown of the situation is inconsistent. That's, that's <laughs> do, wait. Do you get back to the, I love you thing after the, I hate you thing. I think the, I hate you thing kind of winds it up. Doesn't it? I, I mean, I, I kind of see that as a red flare. Really? Yeah. Okay. She says, I hate you. Did you go to Harvard? Uh, no, I, oh. uh, Yale. Okay. Yale. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, you're a bad parent. <laughs> you're a bad parent. Who says these things? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're a bad parent. You're a I bad mean, parent. But like these, all, all of the, or at least most of these seem like immediate relationship enders. Like if you say them once. Right. So they say, this is what you're supposed to do for a good relationship. Use I statements, Mm -hmm. say thank you, Mm. and take responsibility. So now I'm not a a PhD, but I am a doctor in the humanities. And this is, oh, for the love of all humanity, say these things, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Use I statements, say thank you, take responsibility. Use I statements. Yeah, so, so it would be like, oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I've been looking to take responsibility of my own life, and you've just reminded me, I hate you. Oh, I, you. it's a nice statement. Yeah. I yeah, hate yeah, you. I hate you. That's good. And apparently it'll be fixed. It'll be fixed. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you know, what's really sad is there are people probably in this audience that are like, wow, don't say I hate you. Or my wife's been saying she hates me now for years. <laughs> are we really in trouble? <laughs> Today, only the Tuttle Twins are having a huge sale that will make a real impact on your kids and grandkids, especially if your wife just said you're a bad parent. By the way, my, uh, my daughter has her birthday. Uh, you know, she, me, My daughter and I have the same birthday, mm-hmm. um, and that was last week. And so she went out with a few of her friends this weekend for her birthday from one of her friends, she got a uh, hyperinflation devastation from the Tuttle twins. <laughs> oh, was that a oh, joke on you? No. Or was that, oh, she that's loves a good the books. Oh, she she loves the books. And uh, I mean, I was like, gosh, we've got some good friends. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> that's great. My, my 10 year old daughter just got a book about hyperinflation, but it's the Tuttle twins and she loves it and she'll read it. She's already reading it. You got good friends. Yeah. You have good friends. Um, Tuttle Twins teen books are on sale for Valentine's Day. They're also doing a steep discount on their children's series for $50, all 13 books and all activity workbooks for 50 bucks. Tuttle Twins are confident you're going to be happy with these books. They even have a money-back guarantee if you order now. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com today only. Get this Valentine's Day deal, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids uh, and your teens sane in this crazy world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. You want to talk about uh, misinformation and disinformation. I don't know which one this is, uh, but the New York Post, who I normally trust, uh, has run this headline. And it's just an out and out lie. Barney is back. The beloved purple dinosaur reboot is in the works. <laughs> I don't know anybody that likes Barney. <laughs> Not a single soul. They were all filmed. All Every episode was filmed right here. Here in our in our complex, our yeah. studio complex, and uh, I'm not proud of that. You know, I say it just to get it out there so it can't be used against me. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, also, uh, were by- you in the costume? Mm-hmm. No, I've been a little skin tight, I guess. The Biden administration uh, yesterday has announced another sale of oil from the Department of Energy's Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Uh, another 26 million barrels going to be sold off. Oh, good. Uh, so we're at the lowest uh, now dating back to 1983, which was just a few years after the Strategic Oil Reserve was put into place. And, uh, so <laughs> good. that's, uh, that's oh, great. Good. That's great. Yeah. Really, really, really. We've done, it's a lot of, we have a lot of things that are like the first since 1983. Yeah. Or earlier. Yeah. You know, inflation. There's a lot of that going on. You know, around. I don't know if you've paid any attention to what's been going on in uh, Ohio. But uh, there's some real problems in Ohio. I'm going to we're spending the whole uh, next hour on Ohio uh, and what's happening there. But, uh, you know, the good thing is, is that, you know, we have Buddha judge uh, and do we have time to play uh, cut nine? Yeah, here's here's uh, to work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges, 
on building a workforce that reflects the community. Mm-hmm. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth ga- gaps in this country mm-hmm. if we can tear down those barriers. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, that's Pete Buttigieg. Um, he spoke about this and, you know, hey, uh, white people shouldn't get jobs. Uh, he's the transportation secretary. Uh, it, no comment until 830 last night on what the hell is going on in Ohio? Where is he on this? Where is he on this? I mean, have you ever can you name any other transportation secretaries like this guy has been in the middle of like 10 cataclysmic disasters since he's taken this job he is horrible at this horrible every single thing he does seems to turn to a a disaster like i mean i every it's a it's a really meaningless uh, not a meaningless job but it's a it's not a job where you get any notoriety and yet this guy's in the center of all sorts of stuff every time there's a massive screw-up it's usually on him well with an exception that uh, you know, the media doesn't recognize that. You know, they want to keep his, they want to keep his runway open for a possible run in 2024 as president of the United States. But he needs to answer for what's happening in Ohio, and what's happening in Ohio is a nightmare. I don't, you know, I'd like to see Pete Buttigieg move to Palestine and live there the and tell Beck me program. it's okay. 